I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. A lot of you have been probably wondering, uh, where has Andrew been? Why hasn't there been a podcast? Why hasn't there been a lot of activity on Twitter? Why has there been not even a blog? Well, uh, the truth is, I've been very busy. I'm going to remain busy for the next uh, 31 days because I uh, have to find a new place to live. Uh, so I'm going to be moving. Also, this past weekend, I was extremely busy uh, getting my geek on at the Calgary Expo, which is the second biggest comic book convention of its kind in all of Canada. 97,000 people gathered in one area. It's a lot of fun. So you'll forgive me if my attention wasn't 100% on boxing. In fact, I'll be honest, in those two days, I don't even think think it was in the double digits. But the uh, previous Friday, I did something that uh, I've, that's, uh, you know, I've tried to do in the past, but it's just never worked. That's a joint uh, podcast with Justin Salvato, who runs Boxing for Free. Our schedules just never work, and... We would have had this up for you sooner, but of course there's technical difficulties, and I was still kind of geeking out over holding Amazing Fantasy number 15 in my hand. But that, but that, that that's beside the point. So we've uh, made our predictions for this Saturday's big fight, and without further ado, uh, why don't you just sit back and listen to our predictions? So now for this uh, segment of the podcast, we're going to do something that we've never done before. And I say we because uh, there's more than one person here this time. Believe it or not, we have a very special guest. We tried to make this happen a few times, but the schedules just never seemed to uh, sync. But we finally come together, and this is the first uh, podcast with the founder of Boxing for Free, Justin Salvato. Justin, how are you? I'm doing well. Okay. So let's take a quick look at the undercard for this upcoming May 3rd bout. First of all, uh, are you going to be watching the fight? Unfortunately, no. That rarely happens. Well, I will be watching and chugging beer for you in spirit. Okay, first on the undercard, let's take a look at the comeback and uh, debut at a 140 pounds for Adrian the Problem Broner against Carlos Molina, not the one who's been arrested for uh, child abuse, but uh, the one who uh, was last seen losing to Amir Khan. What are your thoughts on this fight? Well, as I was telling you before, uh, I had this gentleman confused for the other Molina, you know, and uh, when I compared records, I can clearly see why Broner's uh, handlers chose um, this guy. I mean, this is definitely a a well-backed boxing. Let's uh, let's take it easy. Let's get a win over a guy with a pretty nice record, uh, but who hasn't beaten anyone of 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 note. I get the same feeling. I mean, he's got like like you say, he's got a decent record. 17 wins, one loss, and that was his last fight to Amir Khan. Only 7 knockouts. So, not a big puncher, not somebody that Broner has to worry about uh being roughed up by like he was by Maidana. Exactly. This is a very safe opponent. And unfortunately, this uh that's how he regards. He's just an opponent. This guy 
Um, I don't think anyone has any inkling that he's actually going to win this fight. No, if he did, though, it might be a bigger upset than the uh, Maidana loss. But I don't, I don't see that happening at all in this fight. This, this is an opponent brought in to say, hey, you know, hey, you want another big payday against a high-quality opponent? Well, we've got Adrian Broner. This is just like you said. He's brought in to make a Broner look good, and you know. Somebody so that his daddy can brush his hair afterwards like he always does. So how do you see this fight going? Do you see Broner winning by knockout or uh, cruising to an, to another decision? I'd be surprised if this fight lasts more than four rounds. I see Broner taking the guy out within three. That's what I was going to say. I see this being just uh, a quick blowout for Broner. Him saying, I'm back. Don't worry. It, that, the Maidana fight was just a fluke. Uh, brush my hair. Whatever. Move on. <laughs> Okay, uh, next on the undercard, there is, and see, I open up the wrong tab, of course. Uh, we've got Amir Khan versus welterweight contender Luis Colazzo, and this is Khan's uh, debut fight in the welterweight division. It's something he's talked about for uh, three years now, and it's finally happening because you know, for th past three or four years, all he's talked about is him having the hand speed to compete with Floyd Mayweather Jr. He thought that he was going to win the lottery when uh, he when Mayweather had that poll. Do you want me to fight Maidana or Khan? And even though Khan won the poll, I don't believe that that was legitimate. Legitimate or not, uh, we both agree that Khan had really done nothing to deserve a shot. At, at Mayweather. Um, Madonna, on the other hand, uh, came off a, a beautiful upset uh, win over Broner. Really, Khan, yeah, you say what you will. Khan does have some fast hands, got some slick moves, but again, he hadn't done anything to earn the shot. Exactly. If he had, if he had taken the fight that he was supposed to take against Devin Alexander, and, you know, taking a title off of him, then, okay, you've got a title belt. You've got something that adds, you know, weight to your cause. Instead, you know, sure, you win against uh, Carlos Molina, and you uh, eke out a decision against Julio Diaz, a fight that um, I, I rewatched that, and Khan was doing well until he got knocked down the fourth round, and then... It just seemed like Diaz was starting to take over. Colasso was coming off the, probably the best uh, victory of his career, the second round blowout of Victor Ortiz. He just looked phenomenal, and it, it was a good fight. I can't remember if uh, Colasso was ever wobbled or that or anything like that in that fight because um, Ortiz is a bit of a puncher. He's uh, got some power in him, but unfortunately, his chin just isn't what it used to be. If I had to make a pick right now as to who will win this fight, as good as Amir's hands are, I mean, they are fast. Um, the way he got uh, caught um, Garcia, I can see Colossal saying, while Amir, and with his uh, rapid fire combination, Colossal can get a step back, pull, you know, a counter, like overhand left or something, and take out Khan again. Uh, if Khan had addressed that issue of being too greedy with punches, uh, this, this is a repeat of the Garcia fight. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, 
another way uh, to view this fight, you 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 see it's uh, being it uh, a bit similar to the Danny Garcia fight. You also have to factor in. Um, Although some people say it may not matter that much, and I'm possibly one of them, is the factor of Virgil Hill, who's been training Khan for uh, this and also his previous two fights. The thing I see, the the problem I see though, is that Khan can follow instructions, and you hear Virgil saying that in the corner, "You're doing good, you're doing good, keep doing what you're doing." But when Khan gets uh, tagged or he gets wobbled, he suddenly reverts back to his old self. Like, no, I'm just gonna stand and trade with you, show that I can take a punch, and then, you know, disaster. If that happens again, that works in Colossal's favor. Colossal is naturally a bigger guy. He did that well um, for a while. Um, he may not be the most powerful guy out there, but like again, naturally bigger. He's comfortable at the weight. He is slick, and he's a lefty. I, I, I has a lot going in his favor. What's your prediction for this fight? I think Lewis will stop here um, in the ninth round. Ninth round. I'm actually. I can see Colazzo stopping Amir Khan in seven rounds. We already know uh, from the previous uh, fight that <laughs> I'm not very good with picks, but we'll see. Well, don't. I mean, don't worry. I'm not. I'm not always the best either. But um, seven's a lucky number, so I'm hoping that'll work for me. <laughs> okay, and on to the big fights of the night. Hopefully. Uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. putting his record, his undefeated record on the line against Marcos Maidana. Yeah, th this, this fight is, it's hard to sell. It is really hard to sell. I, this is kind of the Guerrero fight all over again. Not many people outside of uh, um, diehard boxing fans know who Marcos Maidana uh, is. Uh, um... I mean, it's a shame because the guy is signing fire. He's very uh, unorthodox, uh, almost crude. Um, but that, that usually brings excitement. Um, you know, when you see someone like this, uh, it looks like he's walking out of a bar and, and he's throwing punches. That, that's usually very exciting. Uh, but again, like Guerrero, not too many people, uh, you know, social no, not too many people heard of the guy. Believe it or not, this is going to sound very weird, but I've had two actual dreams about this fight. Like, I, I'll wake up and I thought, oh, did I just see the fight? Oh, no, I didn't. It's, you know, a few days to go. But I've had two dreams about this fight already. The first dream I had was a few weeks ago, and I, I don't remember how it ended. All I remember is seeing Floyd Mayweather in the ring and a little caption that says, Floyd Mayweather, winner... TKO eight rounds, and uh, I had another dream last night about the fight, and this one was a lot more detailed. Uh, uh, Maidana was clocking Mayweather, and at one point had him down. I, somewhere late in the fight, and then in the last round, and don't I, and I'm watching this fight in my dream, thinking it's not supposed to happen yet. Maybe. Maybe I found, like, a preview online somehow. And I, I'm just accepting this as it is. And uh, then in the last round, th this was kind of funny to a point. Maidana hits Mayweather. Mayweather falls down 
exactly like how Manny Pacquiao went down against Juan Manuel Marquez. And then I woke up and I thought, oh, there's no way in hell that's going to happen. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, however, you know, it would make a lot of people happy. Uh, <laughs> but, um, Maitana, I, he does have, um, I believe that there is a chance for him to score a knockdown. Again, because of his um, awkwardness, uh, well, he didn't catch Mayweather with something. So, you know, on one hand, Maitana uh, is tailor-made for Mayweather. He comes forward, try and put on pressure, and when you're a counter-puncher like Mayweather, you want that. You look forward to that. You want your opponent to come right at you. But at the same time, if you guys coming forward, throwing punches from an awkward angle, you know, and maybe not as wild as someone like Manny Pacquiao, but Mignana does throw combinations. He's not just coming in throwing one or one, two. He's throwing like three or four punches at a time. And one of those awkward punches, you know, uh, it could catch Mayweather uh, um, and drop him. Knocking him out, taking him out, I don't see that happening. If somebody like Shane Mosley couldn't knock out Floyd Mayweather, and he did he did catch Floyd Mayweather. This is probably one of the biggest right hands I've seen a welterweight throw. Yeah, I mean, the, the only... Uh... The only welterweight I could ever see knocking out uh, Floyd Mayweather is Thomas Hearns. Right. Laying flat on his face like uh, Duran. I, I just don't see Maidana doing it. And I, I, I... Your heart is... Or my heart, anyway. My heart is saying, oh boy, I'd like Maidana, you know, to pull the upset. But my brain and my wallet are saying, no, Floyd uh, is going to win this. What I'm hoping for is that Floyd wins, do something exciting, beat him up. I mean, Guerrero, like, didn't look that bad. Uh, Canelo Alvarez didn't look like he had a scratch on him after their fight. Do something that shows people, hey, I'm actually worth the uh, half a billion dollars that Showtime is paying me. Because... He doesn't need another boring decision. Knock these people out. I mean, there shouldn't be this kind of problem, especially for an opponent like Maidana. I don't. I'm not trying to disrespect Maidana by any means. I mean, he'd certainly kick my ass if we were to fight. But uh, no, you don't need to get another, you know, 120 to 108 decision. Knock the guy down. I mean, the last time Floyd did knock somebody down was the Victor Ortiz fight. Because the guy comes forward, as long as Mayweather doesn't get caught um, as the guy comes forward, I, you know what? He could very well knock the guy out. However, this guy does have a solid chin. Uh, I, I don't know. This, that, you know, I, as much as I agree with you, Mayweather does need to you know, put on a pressure. He needs to put on, needs to put on a show. And give people another knockout victory like he did over Rudy Hatton. But I just really don't see him doing that with this guy. I, this guy is just, you know, he, he may not have the best skills, but he doesn't have a solid chin. And he, he doesn't get hit that often, uh, that he's always cut up or, or, or whatever. 
I, I can still see a knockout um, coming from Mayweather. Okay, so uh, what's your prediction for this fight? Uh, decision. Mayweather, you're going to win this by decision. Not split decision. It's going to be unanimous. I don't know why, but for some reason, that dream, that first dream I had, Mayweather TK08, is sticking with me. But at the same time, my heart's just saying, no, this will be another lopsided decision for Floyd Mayweather Jr. So to recap, Justin and I see Adrian Broner making short work of Carlos Molina. Uh, that, that's the good Carlos Molina, not the, uh, the sketchy one. We see Luis Colazzo getting the upset victory against Amir Khan. Justin thinks it's going to take him nine rounds. I'm going with lucky number seven. And we both foresee Floyd Mayweather Jr. getting a lopsided unanimous decision over Marcos Maidana. Continue, continuing to proclaim himself to be the best ever despite the fact that he's not knocking anyone out. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us at www.boxingforfree.com, twitter.com slash boxingforfree, be like Eris Lendi Lara, Robert the Ghost Guerrero, Adonis Stevenson, and hundreds of others. Follow us on Twitter. You won't regret it. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and facebook.com slash boxingforfree page. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Zoom, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, please give us feedback and a rating to let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time.